Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bombas socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Welcome to Savvy Business, Life Unscripted, with your host, Christina Rivera, where our guests share their wisdom and valuable business tips, empowering our audience to expand their personal potential. Hi, Jen Maxfield. Welcome to Savvy Broadcasting Life Unscripted. Welcome. How are you this evening? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me. I'm glad to be here. Oh, you betcha. I was so excited Zach could connect us. You uh, have been an Emmy Award winning reporter and anchor for many, many years. And today you're coming to our savvy audience to share your new book and some wonderful stories. It's called After the Break. Uh, a reporter's return to 10 unforgettable news stories. And I'm sure you have loads of stories and wisdom and insights to share with our savvy audience today. But what, you know, brought you to leaving news and, and well, leaving uh, being an anchor and then writing a book? How did that come about? Oh, well, actually, just to clarify, I didn't leave anything. I'm still a reporter and fill an anchor at NBC in New York. Um, oh, I actually wrote my book, which is called More After the Break, A Reporter Returns to 10 Unforgettable News Stories. I wrote this um, while working at NBC, um, and I did it early in the morning, usually before my kids woke up and before I had to go to work. And um, yes, as you said, I've actually, believe it or not, I've interviewed more than 10,000 people over the last 22 years that I've been working as a TV news reporter, mostly in the New York City metropolitan area. And so my book returns to 10 of those people and 10 of those stories to really look more deeply into what happened after my stories air, what happened after the live truck pulled away and we moved on to the next assignment, whatever happened to the people at the center of these stories. Wow, that's amazing uh, that you were able to keep that and and write that and share that with people. Because, you know, I think often when we connect with people, even if it's live, we never know the after effects of what happened after the, the main story. And so it's great that you're able to go back and capture that. 
That's exactly right. Look, we cover more than 20 million households here in the New York metropolitan area. It's the largest media market in the country. Mm-hmm. And the news cycle is relentless. Every morning, a photographer and I and all of my colleagues, we're all going out to cover what's happening that day, whether it's a court case or a press event or a major weather event or sporting event. And so we're so caught up in everything that we're doing that's happening now Rarely do we have the the space or the time to return to families who were the center of our news stories and, and really ask those deeper questions about what happened to their lives and after they were featured on the news and, and whatever event prompted our news coverage, how are they recovering from that? Because look, we, we cover people on the best days of their lives, the worst days of their lives, the most chaotic days of their lives. And so we're with them during this, sorry, my, that's my dog, Rocket, in case you heard him. Uh, but, yeah, but we are covering people during these very impactful times in their lives. And, and I think that people may not realize that as journalists, we never stop thinking about some of these stories. They make such an impact on us, even after we've moved on to cover other things. And tell me, Jen, through all the stories you've covered, I'm sure the 10 greatest ones that you covered in your book here, have they made a life impact? Like, did you insightfully grow as a person from some of these events and stories? Absolutely. I, I think working as a journalist and being with people uh, on these days that they'll never forget has made a huge impact on my life in general, uh, largely by making me very grateful um, for my family and my friends and, and the fact that I'm not experiencing the chaos and tumult that so often comes with news coverage. but. I think what happened in the course of reporting these 10 stories and and going back to the families and sitting down and spending the time, uh, what I've really realized and that I think readers have realized as well is just how resilient people are and how inspiring it is to learn from people who have been dealt a bad hand, who have experienced some of the worst that life has to offer, and yet the upshot of all of these chapters is that people emerge triumphant and and they're resilient and they're living their lives with so much grace and hope. And I was so interested in that journey of how do you get from, for example, the first chapter deals with a young man named Paul Esposito who lost both his legs in the Staten Island ferry crash, which is a major major commuter disaster here in the New York City area that happened just two years after 9-11. So here's this 24-year-old man. He loses both his legs while he's commuting home from work one day. And and now with the passage of time, I mean, that happened 19 years ago. And and to read about how well he's doing today and all of the blessings in his life and how he's sort of become an advocate for other people who have experienced similar challenges. It's really amazing um, just what people are capable of. And I've personally found it very inspiring to speak with these people again. Wow. You know what this recalls for me, Jen? Uh, the whole, what we've gone through the past two plus years with COVID, uh, it's been really, really challenging for a lot of people, both emotionally, vocationally, and and personally. But I think your story, from what you're telling me here, especially that first one right here, that can really be a, a story to help you get through some of the difficult times you may be going through even right now. I hope so. Uh, I actually wrote the book during COVID. I, I was still working 
for NBC at the time and still going into work because we don't really work from home at all in the news business. Um, but because a lot of my children's activities slowed down, I did have more time to focus on writing the book, which had been something I've been thinking about doing for several years. But yes, I agree with you. I think that people have suffered in different ways um, through the pandemic and, and things have changed for just about everybody. And I know that people are seeking inspiration in their lives and hope and maybe a way to return to whatever balance maybe they felt that they had before all of this. And so I do think that reading about how other people have faced challenge and managed to get through it can give us all the tools to move forward in a healthier and produ more productive way. Yeah, absolutely. And one thing I've I've gotten from some of the business owners that went through difficult times during the pandemic was that pivot or shift that had to take place um, so that they could flourish in the difficult times. Have you had any of those experiences in your stories where there was a pivot that was made by one of your past news stories that just transformed them afterward? Well, I can think of one person in particular. Uh, one of the subjects of chapter four is a woman named Isabella Della Husay, and she uh, was a woman in her early 50s, an endurance athlete. She had done marathons and ultra marathons all over the world, had climbed some of the highest peaks, was doing Ironman triathlons. I mean, this woman was at the top of her game uh, with any definition that you might use. And uh, she started feeling some nagging pains and, and attributed it to maybe some overuse injury, something pertaining to her training. But in fact, what it was is she had stage four lung cancer and she went through some very aggressive treatment. She was given a six month prognosis to live and she had to really step back from that very fast pace of life that she had been pushing herself to achieve and just be happy with much smaller victories. Things like, could she learn to walk again? Could she walk one block? Could she walk up a set of stairs? And I'm so happy to report that four years after she was given that six-month prognosis, she's still alive. She's back to walking marathons now, which has been her big concession. But um, she has undergone a lot of experimental treatments and thankfully is doing very well today. Yeah, the human uh, is amazing. The human potential and what you can uh, accomplish if you put your mindset in the right place. We had someone years ago that came on Savvy that was in a position where he could barely walk a couple feet and they told him your heart's on your last rocker you you need a transplant and but his dream was i want to get a world record holder as a um, pilot and they're like uh, you can't even walk forget about getting an airplane um, but uh, five years later he was a five-time world rec record holder and a couple years after that he said i'm gonna take a bike uh, do some bike trip uh, where I can complete a world record there. And I'm thinking, wow, there's no stopping some people. And I love stories like this. They can show us all that no matter how bad life seems, that uh, the little wins do make a big difference. It's true. And sometimes it's just adjusting your mindset mm -hmm. and really thinking about Maybe instead of looking at, okay, this is my goal for five years from now or 10 years from now, just looking for the joy in every day. And that's actually something that Isabella, the endurance athlete I just told you about, talked about, um, just, just finding joy in every day because she has such an uncertain future and she's really had to calibrate her way of thinking and her way of experiencing life 
just living for every day and, and looking for the happiness in moments instead of something to attain. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. In later in life. Yeah, and, and that's one thing I was able to take away from the whole shutdown and COVID thing is it really gave a lot of people that pause, that time to go, okay, what's next? What's important to me? What do I want next in my life? And and like you said, what I thought was great here is that regardless of what's going on, to taking ah, joy in the small blessings, no matter what they are, because things could always be much worse or more difficult. There's that. And then I think another theme that really runs through the book that people seem to be connecting with a lot is really the role that the community plays in helping people. I mean, in many of the cases in the book, the people did not just miraculously feel better one day. They actually were supported in tremendous ways by the people around them, whether it was their family or their friends, or because their stories were featured on the news And so many people saw them here in the New York area. In many cases, people were really bolstered by the kindness of strangers. Mm -hmm. And that's been a very interesting thing to learn about and and to write about as well, sort of the larger impact that a news story can have, where something terrible might happen to someone, Mm -hmm. but then they're able to leverage the coverage of that event to actually make a positive change. Uh, Chapter 7 is about a young woman named Zaina Madahan. She was just 10 years old when she survived a school bus crash. Uh, and her best friend and one of her teachers was killed in the crash. It was absolutely horrible. It happened in Paramus, New Jersey mm-hmm. back in 2018. And at the age of 10, she survived this horrible thing. By the age of 11, she was speaking before the House of Representatives in Washington, D.C. She was speaking at the State House here in New Jersey and Trenton, and she was asking lawmakers to fix some of the laws and update them to try to prevent another crash like that from happening to any other school and to prevent any other child from losing their best friend in this way. And there were substantive changes that were made as a result of her advocacy. So if an 11-year-old child can find her voice and go before Congress and ask them to make substantive change, I also found that very inspiring and and really amazing to think about someone who was originally featured with her classmates on the news for something so tragic, but she wound up being able to turn it around and, and really create something positive and a legacy to remember her best friend. 
That's so awesome. It goes to show that uh, even in the worst of times, you can take that and turn it around and for positive change in the world. And I, I like, I lived in New York most of my life and I've heard it said around the country that New York, they're really gruff and hard and whatever, but there's a lot of compassion in New York. So I could totally see what you're talking about, that when people on the news hear what happened, that they would you know, lend a, a, a comforting ear or word to someone in suffering if they had seen it on on the daily news. Oh, and even now I can't tell you how many people reach out to me through my social media and might ask how they can help. Mm -hmm. If we feature a story about someone who needs help, uh, obviously now there's GoFundMe and we know that people do seek out families on GoFundMe after they see them featured on the news because they want to do something. And, and I agree with you. Uh, I've lived in New Jersey for most of my life. We're part of the New York metropolitan area. And I can attest personally to the kindness of strangers because part of what I try to write about in the book is misconceptions that people might have about news. So, for example, I don't have a hair and makeup team that travels around with me. <laughs> And I do write my own stories and do my own interviews. And another misconception people have is that, you know, those live trucks you see driving around, people think, oh, they must have restrooms in them. Well, they don't. So we rely on the kindness of strangers. When we're out on assignment, uh, we'll go into people's businesses. And occasionally we might just ring their doorbell and say, hello, <laughs> we're here covering a story in the neighborhood. Could we please borrow your bathroom? <laughs> so, yes, we've... we've um, the people of, of New York and New Jersey have always been amazing, whether we're out covering a snowstorm and they're bringing us coffee or if they're inviting us in um, to use the facilities. We've been very fortunate all along. Awesome. Well, before we end here, I, I just like for any aspiring journalist that may be listening in, because we have a lot of business owners, but they have children and they might be going off to college and thinking, this is just the career I want. Uh, you also teach as an adjunct professor. What would you like to tell someone who's listening in going, oh, this is my dream career? Sure. Yes. Yeah. So I, I do teach grad students. I'm an adjunct professor at Columbia Journalism School, where I graduated from back in 2000. Look, if you want to be a journalist, I think the best thing you can do is start writing. So I actually got my start in news uh, for my high school newspaper. I wrote for the newspaper and I enjoyed having a reason to go to new places and speak with new people. It's always been one of the things I've really enjoyed about the job. So I encourage any young people who are listening to this or parents or grandparents of young people to tell them to give it a try, work for your student TV station uh, in high school or in college or write for your local newspaper. Um, there are community papers all over the country who, who may take freelance uh, submissions. And just in general, I think just jump right in and also seek out good journalism, seek out good writing or people who you feel have really investigated something that's important to your community and try to emulate that and, and emulate what you admire. But yes, it's it's never too early to start. I actually spoke uh, recently with a, a group of middle school students who have their own online newspaper and they asked me some terrific questions. So student journalism is a really great way to make a start in this business. And and what would you say is like the number one skill they should look to hone on, you know, becoming a journalist? Well, I can't, I'll, I'll give you two. The first one is being a good writer. 
and being able to write concisely and to grab people's attention. And then the second part of it is being a good listener. Because I, while I understand people like to sometimes script their questions ahead of time, and of course there may be things that you want to make sure you hit during an interview, I also think it's important to genuinely listen to what the person you're interviewing is saying so that you can ask a good follow-up. And when you're a good listener, it sort of means that you've entered into things with an open mind and that you haven't already made up your mind or, or think you know the story before you've even asked the first question. Mm, perfect. Perfect advice. I just have to thank you again, Jen, for coming to share your great wisdom today. Where can everyone get a copy of your book after the break and find out more about you? Sure. Yes. So my book, More After the Break, you can get it. Um, it's available on Amazon or barnesandnoble.com, really any online retailer that you might prefer. And also at many independent bookstores, some of them are carrying it. And if they're not, they can certainly order it for you. And if you want one-stop shopping, the easiest way to get it is actually to go to my website, which is jenmaxfield.com. We have links to all of the places where you can buy my book and also a bit more about me. Awesome. Well, Jen Maxfield, thank you so much for coming today to Savvy Broadcasting. I really appreciate it. Well, thank you, Christina. I really appreciate you inviting me on. And thanks to your audience for caring. Like, subscribe, and share this episode. To listen to more savvy episodes and savvy biz tips, go to www.lifeunscriptedradio.com. To find out about our paid sponsorship opportunities or how to become a guest, email Christina at lifeunscriptedradio.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 